We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Say Metro by T-Mobile. Got the best deal in wireless. And it's all for you. All for me. Just switch quickly. Because Metro has two lines for 80. And two Samsung Galaxy J7 Star phones for free. Plus Amazon Prime included. That's the way wireless should be. Only at Metro. Plus sales tax and activation fee. $50 plus rate plan required. Not valid for numbers currently on T-Mobile Network or on Metro in past 90 days. Offer subject to change. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 per month value. Restrictions apply. See store for details and terms and conditions. You're listening to the Dynasty Tradecast, brought to you by MyBookie, the official sportsbook of Rotoviz Radio. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast. I, as always, am your host, Eric Bertsloff, better known on Twitter as at Dynasty Trades, joined by my two co-hosts, Nathan and Dan. What's up, guys? We are so close to football season. I tweeted it out earlier, but it's it's you know it's almost football season when Nathan starts tweeting about pointless football games for Strawberry Crest. Honey, I switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Like what? Well, we got four free LG Stylo 5 phones, four lines for just $25 per line per month. I smashed up the car and unlimited gigs. Wait, did you say you smashed up the car? Yes, it's completely smashed. But four free phones... Switch to Boost and get four lines for just $25 per line per month. Four free phones with unlimited gigs, all on our super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Terms and conditions apply. New customers only. Visit BoostMobile.com for details. Toothpaste uh, versus uh, Huntington Beach Lions, or whatever they're called. Hey, Nathan writes and for a legitimate <laughs> newspaper for high school football. He found, like, a real gig that pays. Yeah, well, he's smart. You know, freelance. He's like, he's like air quotes. He's like that pays. Yeah, sure, that's what it does. <laughs> yeah, they pay. They pay him in alcohol. <laughs> if only, if only. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for the show today. Uh, today, we always talk about you know guests we wanted to have on forever and got guys that have slid into the DMs multiple times. This is the perfect example. I've slid into Chad Scott's DMs at least 87 times to try and get him on this show. And then Dan, on his first try, booked him. So I don't know. I, Chad, I, I just want to ask, what do you have against me? Yeah, You know, I, I knew you were going to bring that up because you have asked me multiple times. And it's not for that I have never wanted to come on the show because I listen to you guys actually every week. And I've always wanted to come on the show. It's just whenever you do ask me, there's always something going on. And I like Dan better. So 
I mean, we knew that. that. We knew that. Yeah, full disclosure, uh, Chad pulled up a a notepad there, and he pulled it back down. I think there's a list of reasons that he said no, and he decided (laughs) to to abort. If I'm there was that you can't see the video. I actually have a I have a conspiracy theory about why Chad said I mean he said yes immediately it wasn't like a, hey let me think about it it was oh I'm in um it's it's solely for the purpose that he's Corey trying Coleman to make a Shepherd. trade with me in kitchen sink too mm-hmm. yeah he he wants Sterling Shepherd he he should know better than that but um, wait so we'll is see. he selling a podcast appearance for like a discounted trade value because I I he's, he's trying that Chad's doing that <laughs> I'll I'll sell my left testicle for a trade value. <laughs> All right, and fun fact, Chad has no testicles. Let's move on. That's true. (laughs) He sold both, uh, but they were great deals. (laughs) All right, so we have a new sponsor here on the podcast. I don't know if you heard it at the top. Ever since I started doing this podcast, people have always asked me for advice, and usually um, it's like, what team do you want to bet on this week? So it's like, do you want the Chicago or Detroit? Do you want the Patriots or the Steelers? You know, honestly – that's probably a 50-50, but let me tell you what, uh, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. Uh, so that's why I always tell my people to go to mybookie.ag. Uh, mybookie's been in business for years. Uh, they've got a really solid rep, and they do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. Um, and they have the fastest payouts. So that's two-day payouts, which is pretty unprecedented in the industry if, if you're a sports better. So Let me tell you, I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win. They pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile app that is awesome. Uh, It makes wagering uh, on the go a breeze. Uh, So go join now, and uh, my bookie will match your deposit for 100% of whatever you put in. Uh, You use the promo code TRADECAST. That's TRADECAST uh, to activate your offer. And uh, that's mybookie.ag. You play. You win, you get paid. Those bonuses that, are nice. I, I will I will say those bonuses are nice when you when you throw money in. You, you do get paid for doing absolutely nothing. You know who else gets paid for doing absolutely nothing? Nathan Powell. Hi, Nathan. Yes, uh, but we're going to be doing something tonight. Uh, we're going to start us off talking about some news and notes. Some big news came out uh, this past week with preseason and whatnot. We had, brutal. Yeah, brutal, brutal stuff. We had, we'll start us off with the Spencer Ware injury that, that ended up being like hot take city this past weekend where it was, you know, uh, okay, Kareem Hunt is the greatest running back ever. So Chad Scott, lead us off. What, what is your take on the chief running back situation post Spencer Ware injury? Well, I think you said it. Kareem Hunt is the best running back ever. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> Kareem Hunt's a guy that I've been on, on um and I didn't really think like 2017 was much in the cards for Kareem Hunt. I thought he'd get some play, but I kind of always imagined Ware being the guy there. But now he's out of the picture. Um, I really like Kareem uh, Kareem Hunt, Kareem Ware, even. Uh, I thought you said Kareem Ware. I was Andy like, has that? <laughs> Rob Moore. Uh, he's got a propensity to uh, lift his running backs' uh, floors and ceilings up a bit. Uh, I don't expect. Uh, Kareem Hunt to, you know, be this kind of fringe RB1, like a lot of people are saying. If he stays healthy 16, that's a possibility. But, uh, you know, when you when you were drafting him in like the ninth, 10th rounds, I thought that was great value. Even maybe into the fifth and sixth, people are like doing thirds, uh, early fourths now in redraft. And I like Kareem Hunt. I, I'd rather have Dalvin Cook than Kareem Hunt for 2017. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of ways to look at it. And you mentioned between, you know, redraft and, and dynasty, whatever. But um, in the redraft thing, I've heard some good points where people will say like, oh, well, you know, Spencer Ware got injured. Yeah, but were you ever taking Spencer Ware in the second or the third? No, I mean, you were right. getting him in the fourth and whatnot. And I think dynasty is a little bit different in that sense. I think they were going pretty similarly. And I think a lot of people like Hunt's talent a little bit more, even though they're kind of they're kind of similar players. Um, at least from my perspective, they, they seem relatively similar and they should both work out in that offense. But obviously now we're going to get a year without Spencer Ware, and it might be the end in, in Kansas City for Spencer Ware with the injury and, and now with Hunt, if he can produce, if he can show that he is what they hoped he'd be. Um, so I think it does bring Hunt way up in, in dynasty value. Um, I've never been a huge fan, but I think just because he's going to get those reps I think it'll do it'll work wonders for him uh, in the long run. But I will say I do think they're going to bring somebody else in. I don't think Chuck Hendrick West is going to stick as the the backup, the sole backup. I think they might bring in someone like a like a Ryan Matthews 
just kind of take the edge off a little bit. That's interesting. I, I, Matthews, I could totally see happening. Uh, yeah, this is, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, in a redraft setting, this, this overreaction might be merited in a dynasty setting. Like you, you're basically banking on him to be the go-to guy. Like he would have had to have won the job outright from Spencer Ware because Spencer Ware wasn't that good to begin with. So like he would have just out, he would have already taken the job from him regardless. So it would have taken four or five more games if he is as good as his redraft or his dynasty value might be indicating. In a redraft setting, opportunity is essentially everything. So sure, uh, he's a guy that I own legitimately zero shares of, and after this injury, I was like, yeah, that's about fitting that I have literally no <laughs> shares of Hunt. But now, now I can't buy him. Like the, the price tag, I yeah. think we can all agree the price tag is insane. Even in a, in a dynasty setting, especially like the price tag is is a. Fir- I actually was on the golf course this weekend, and my buddy was trying to sell me for uh, a first plus sum for Hunt, which was outrageous. Yeah, my my take on the Chiefs backfield is I, I was fading both Ware and Hunt when they were both healthy because I thought they would eat into each other's carries and yeah. targets enough to where both guys would be getting like 10 to 12 touches per game. With Ware out, I think that obviously changes to where Hunt can obviously take over that workhorse role if it's available in the offense. So I'm definitely not buying at the elevated price tag, but I think that it at least warrants the uh, the increase slightly. So I think that with, with uh, Kareem Hunt, it's he's a guy that you're going to be able to rely on as like an RB2. I don't think that Charkhandrick West is really going to do anything for you. So it's one of those things that it's a, definitely a sell from a dynasty perspective because I don't see Hunt as like a long-term RB1 or whatever. And if you can get, you know, let's say like a, a mid-18 first and, some, and something on top, that's definitely a type of move I'd, I'd be looking to make. I'd even mm-hmm. like late first and something on top seems fine in that situation. Um, all right, let's move on since we're kind of doing the quick hits here. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about Edelman. Uh, he was injured. What does this do for the Pats pass catchers? And what, what, what is our take as far as value? I mean, Edelman's value is now probably plummeted. Uh, maybe he's like a cheap buy for next year for some production, but, uh, what, I guess, what is our take? Well, I was, I was fading Edelman just to begin with. I mean, they brought in Brandon cooks. We have hopefully a healthy Gronk. Um, you know, everyone wants the Malcolm Mitchell thing to happen. I still don't know what's going to go on there. They still have Chris Ogan. They still have Danny Amendola. They still have all those pass catching running backs. I, I think it was going to be a year where Brady really spread it out. And, and this one hurt, you know, more from the guessing game perspective, because we never, you know, it's going to stretch out from the running backs to the wide receivers. I think a little bit more this year because Brandon cooks is that boom bust guy, but I think we might see a little bit more of the sustainable week to week. Um, I'm yeah, virtually out on Edelman pretty much forever at this point. Uh, I think Chris Hogan can do that, that what he did equally be be equally as productive as Edelman was. I don't think he's going to get those looks. Um, but yeah, plummet, definitely a plummet in the, in the dynasty value, probably to, like you said, Eric, close to nothing. And, and maybe some, maybe some competitors going and looking for him next off season. Yep. Throwing a, a late pick just to grab him. All right, real quick, guys. Anything else on Edelman? I got nothing. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. I mean, Belichick could put Burkhead out there. He could put Lewis out there. He could do anything he really wants to. That off, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I like Hogan, and a lot of people are pumping up now. And I, I, I just saw it, uh, Fantasy HDHD or ADHD, not HDHD, but uh, it looks like Hogan's climbed like five rounds in the last three days or something like that, and. I mean, I'm not really ready to take Chris Hogan in like the seventh or eighth round. I mean, are you guys in redraft? No. No, the, the one thing this does for Hogan is he goes from a guy who you had at the end of your bench to a guy that you'll be able to spot start. And yeah. his role can definitely decrease if Malcolm Mitchell's role increases. But for now, I think Hogan will ha- have spot start, um, you know, scoring. All right, let's move on. Um, and this one was this one was also pretty brutal. Uh, Cameron Meredith went down yesterday. Um, and uh, looks like his season is done based off of his tweets. I'm not sure that there's been official medical news yet, but um, it looks like he's out. Uh, I, I mean, I've seen this as like baptism by fire for Kevin White, like good good night or get out. Uh, so, I mean, what are we what are we doing with this backfield? Is Kendall Wright is a person that we have to own at this point? I'm sorry about the wide receiving core, not backfield. I think Kendall was a guy that, that you definitely had to roster. I saw him on, on the waiver wire for a little while um, until he got signed with the Bears because we still didn't know if Kevin White was going to be healthy. We didn't know what he was going to do. 
obviously Meredith had a big year and you know, the sky was a limit for him because he was perceived as the, as a wide receiver one there. Uh, and, and Kendall Wright was basically free. So now I, I think you take, you bring in Kendall who is a seasoned veteran who's back with his offensive coordinator from Tennessee that he had his big seasons with. And, and I think it could be just kind of a match made in heaven, a nice little safety valve for whether it's Glennon or Trubisky. Yeah, I think that the Bears wide receiving core, it's an easy one to fade because it's not like they have a quarterback that's going to be able to support multiple weapons anyway. So I think that if you're going to look at a guy to target, maybe it is Zach Miller at tight end if he's healthy. But that would pretty much be it as far as the pass catchers. Jordan Howard isn't really catching passes out of the backfield. So maybe Tariq Cohen uh, has some some you know sleeper interest in that late rounds of an IC draft. Um, but, you know, it, it, there are times where it's just okay to fade an offense and – with this offense, it's a, it's enough of a mess that it's a fade. I mean, Kevin White well, made it worth Go ahead. That was going to be my question, Nathan. Is is this just like a stay away completely from situation? Because this is like trying to find the value uh, in just a, just an abysmal offense. It might just be best to literally go go no direction. Just maybe maybe Jordan Howard. But even then, they're going to stack the box now because nobody's a threat, right? Right. That, that's also the concern of, you know, when you have a team that is, you know, projected to probably lo- uh, lose, you know, 10, 11 games, uh, the expectations for the running back definitely go down and the, the floor for the running back on a weekly basis uh, certainly lowers as well. So before before we um, move on to the next one, I'm going to ask Chad, is do you, do you think it's a good time and are you a believer in Cameron Meredith to go out and buy him now that we have the confirmed injury? We have, you know, he's going to be out. And do you think it's a buy opportunity for the future, or do you think those owners are just going to hold? I think most of them are going to probably hold. I mean, you're looking at a guy that I think he's 25 years old, um, undrafted free agent that you know had a great story, and it's really it really sucks to actually watch that happen on. I think it was Sunday. Um, it was it was like so bad to watch, but. Um, I, I don't know if his owners are actually going to be selling him at this point because there's I don't know what they're going to get for him. I mean, I'm not going to take a third for Cam Meredith if I, if I own him. Um, and I don't think anybody's going to offer more than that at this point. Uh, I will say that, you know, everybody knows, like, Kevin White, it's put up or shut up time, right? So he's a guy that was, like, basically, like, people were wondering if they should take him or Amari Cooper a few years ago in rookie drafts. And the guy, I mean... Is it weird? Like Evan Silva tweeted this the other day. Like it does look like he's kind of a lineman running running routes. Like <laughs> this Benjamin. dude was so yeah, he was like so fast coming out. And when we saw him in spandex at the combine, he looked so sexy and good. And <laughs> like what happened that he's like basically moving in mud now? Uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 put up a shit of time for him. And I I'm almost willing to maybe offer seconds for Kevin White at this time and maybe hopefully get a hit. Cause I mean, the dude was funneled targets last year and, and before he got hurt again and it's worth a shot in my opinion. I don't know. I mean, I would explore selling white for a second where I have him. Um, that's not crazy. One, one thing I wanted to add to what you're saying, Chad is uh, Meredith had a strangely low amount of actual trade value, even prior yeah. to this injury. Like, People just were like he, he has throwing. a nice startup ADP, but his his actual trade value just seems to be so low. Like nobody seems to be willing to pay that ADP price. So um, he's he's almost like a like a like a veteran in that sense, where you pay for like Adrian Peterson a year ago, and you're never getting that back, but you're comfortable with it. Um, and and that's kind of creates a weird situation when he gets injured because his value dips even lower. So there's no way if you reach for him in that ADP that you're then like selling him for a third round pick. That would just be crazy. Yeah. Meredith was a guy that I was grabbing when I grabbed him off the waiver wire, pretty much as soon as the production started, I've been trying to sell him. And especially during the off season, I was like, okay, this is a guy I want to try and sell. Maybe get a late first, early second type value. And that type of trade value just never, you know, came to be. So it was one of those things that you see the injury and yes, you know, this is a terrible thing to say, but it's like, you know, you see, like, darn, there goes my sell window. Like, even if I wanted to sell, I can't now. So, I mean, right now you, you probably couldn't get anything more than like a late 18 second for him. And I definitely wouldn't sell for that. But I think that, um, you know, I think he's just in a, you know, a hold scenario where you can't really buy him and you don't want to sell him either. Completely you, wouldn't, agree. you wouldn't sell him for a 2018 second? A late one, no. 
I mean, I, I, if, if it was early mid, I probably would. Man, I think I might. But we're like, at that nobody, point. I mean, with the injury, yeah. like, and he was never a sure thing to begin with. I, I, I think I'm with you, Chad. I think a second's fine. Yeah, I'd probably, um, I'd probably take uh, comfortably. I'd probably take a, a 18 uh, rookie draft pick for for uh, Cam Meredith. But uh, speaking of drafts, fantasy fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, you need to try the my new favorite app. It's called Draft. Here's how it works: you do a draft that lasts for you know a week, maybe. There's no management. You just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of the last-minute injuries for you, so you can avoid things like Cam Meredith, Julian Edelman, all that fun stuff. Draft start every couple of minutes or so. You can join one right now if you wanted to. The best part? Cold, hard cash. Draft start from just a dollar, so it can cover up everybody that wants to play, whether you're a high roller, they have those big games, and they've got the dollar games. It's, it's awesome. No salary caps. They're just real live snake drafts. It's perfect. Um, you know, for those of you that don't love certain things, this one's a straightforward snake draft, like old school. So you can come join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store, and it'll pop right up. Or you can play from your computer on PlayDraft.com, whatever you want to do. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code, or our, our promo code, I suppose, RV Radio. That's right. Play for real money with the uh, promo code RV Radio on your first deposit and then draft. Just search draft in the App Store to go or go to playdraft.com and come play free with promo code RV Radio. Yeah, that got that got a little possessive there, Dan. Like you that was your promo code. I thought it was our promo code. I thought we were all gonna play it's, against the listeners. It's ours, but I mean that that app is sick. So I I like to take I like to take pride with it. I've I've uh, I've already done a couple. I did some baseball drafts already that and I don't even watch baseball and I won money. I, I won no jokes. Like last time you talked about golf, now baseball. I mean, I I agree the app is insane. Like if you, even if you go search in the app store, like just the delivery of the photos and like just the interface, you can tell it's a serious app. Yeah, no, it's badass. It's it's easily my favorite. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, so now that we're approaching uh, this time of year where uh, everybody's starting to think about the redraft leagues, and this is the time of year where suddenly veterans become valuable. Um, not quite as valuable as like week two, week three, when you're starting to see like the DeMarco Murray's win people games. Um, but this is the time of the year where guys kind of turn into redraft owners in their di- in their dynasty leagues, which is awesome. So there's a lot of ways to exploit that. So um this segment is going to be kind of us talking about ways that we like to pivot the way we think to, uh, to make money off of these particular players. Uh, I guess Chad being the guest, I guess, talk about how you're approaching this time of the year where uh, you see a lot of your more novice and even some of the more uh, seasoned dynasty owners starting to shift to a more redraft mindset. Yeah, I was, I was talking about this uh, the other night on the DLF podcast. I, I'm pretty stagnant when it comes to this part of the season just because, um, you know, when people pop in preseason, they're way too overvalued in the owner's mind, and so I usually don't go that route. And then on the flip, on the flip side, you know, like I don't want to be that guy either that's selling too low in, in case this guy is actually popping in the regular season. So I'm pretty stagnant when it comes to this time of year, uh, when it comes to trades. I'm, I'm pretty active in the offseason and, and, and in season, but at this point in preseason, I'm, I usually don't send too many trade offers. Yeah, it can be kind of it, it can be a tough time. I actually find a lot of success in, in setting trades now. Um, you can go out and target guys that maybe aren't 100% healthy, that maybe have just a slight dip in their value. And by Giovanni offering up someone... What's that? Giovanni Bernard, go on. <laughs> so, and, and by offering up somebody that is healthy and that is going to produce to a team that maybe thinks they're a contender or maybe thinks they're a playoff team, you know, you can you can get a little... You can squeeze more value out of those guys and you can go um, go out and maybe package up a couple of, of, you know, RB threes or something and get yourself into a nice wide receiver or a- anything along those lines. It's, it's an easier time if you're going to throw the time into it. I mean, it, it takes a lot of roster searching and finding the right trade partners, but, um, and this time of year too, it's guys should have already made up their mind if they were going to be trying to contend or just totally punting. 
But this is kind of when everyone really peels off one direction or the other. Um, your tankers are really just getting rid of the last bits of things that they, they have um, or maybe holding on to that one last one, like you said, Eric, maybe week three or week four after they produced. Um, yeah. And then you've got your... Or didn't realize they had somebody who produces, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, somebody just randomly falls into their lap, and and oh, all of a sudden, I've got this guy. Uh, whether they're suddenly know, Tyreek Hill is good, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Nathan last year until he dropped him, and I picked him up. <laughs> yeah, the one thing that I do this time of year with my trades, a lot of people talk about how player evaluation often gets overstated. And that during the offseason, you can draft a guy or you can trade for a guy and you can end up trading for him later, even if you don't like I mean, trading him away, even if you don't like him. So I'll, I'll make those trades where I'll get a throw in that I'm not necessarily in love with or I'll draft a guy because they fell in the rookie draft, but I'm not a true believer in them long term. And so during this August period before the season starts, I'm trying to ship those guys off for guys that I am a fan of from a player evaluation standpoint, because. You know, I just want to, don't want to get stuck holding a guy I don't actually like. And I think that it's it's much more easy to make the trades of, you know, go through all the motions of getting the value throughout the offseason. But when push comes to shove, you don't want to end up having a guy that you don't think is good in this season start, and then you'd be proven right, and then you have him stuck on your roster. So let's go around the horn, and we'll start with Chad. Just, you know, and it can be in a vacuum. It doesn't have to be like a for a contender or for, a you know, someone that's punting. What's somebody, who's one player that you are trying to sell and who's one player that you're trying to buy from a production standpoint? You know, if you are that team that's struggling to sell or whatever, however you want to look at it, but production you're looking to buy and sell. So for buying, um, I'm actually, and it's going to be really hard because rookie drafts just commenced, but I'm, I, I'm probably going to try to buy Samaje Piran uh, if I can, just because, uh, it looks like Kelly will start as the starter in Washington. P. Ryan hasn't uh, done the best, but he's a guy that I really liked kind of coming out. Uh, and so he's a guy that I'm, I'm, I'm targeting if I can. And it's going to be hard when, you know, rookie draft just, just kind of ended. Uh, but he's a guy that I'll, I'll try to grab. Um, I don't, I don't really have a sell right now so much. Um, maybe a Larry Fitzgerald if I'm not contending. Um, I know he's, I wouldn't do it now. I'd probably do it like, you know, when it comes three, four, week five, uh, when he's still producing. But, you know, we've all seen him kind of kind of on the back half of the 16 uh, fade a little bit. And that's probably when I try to do. But again, there's a lot of savvy dynasty owners, as we know, especially the ones, uh, the leagues we're in, especially filled with Twitter, Twitter people. Uh, yeah. It's hard to sell Larry Fitzgerald uh, at that point, but I'd probably try to. All right, give me uh, Marlon Mack is a guy that I'm like starting to buy up a lot of, and I, I had already purchased, but I'm just gonna. He's a guy that like if you're in that, and it's tough with the blurbs that are starting to come out, but that's a guy who's got a lot of opportunity facing him that I like a lot. Um, and then selling, I'm not sure that this is like, I'm not sure that this is a sexy redraft time sell, but a guy who I'm really trying to unload from, and I've still got two shares of, is Devonte Parker. I'm watching him like. Whoa unload in the preseason games. I, it's just a guy who I, I I feel like he would have happened already if he was going to. So he's a guy that I'm trying to get out from under now, finally. And he's a guy that I've been camping on for like two years and I'm going to be happy when I have no shares of him as crazy as that sounds. Maybe. Yeah. My, my two big buys uh, right now are the guys that I've been buying pretty much all off season. And it's Sammy Watkins and Alshon Jeffrey. These are two guys that, yes, they have the higher price tag being guys that are selected in that second-round startup range. But it's one of those things that their price is where it is right now. But yeah. when they have six or seven games of no injuries and they're you know, you know know exploding on the scene with you know seven or eight touchdowns in the first eight games, that's when their price is going to go right back to where it belongs in that you know eight to 12 startup range. So Nathan, is, your plan to, is your plan to sell them back, though, at that point? Or, I mean, I know you're a huge, I know you're a huge Sammy guy, but is your plan to just sell them back when they, when they blow up? Or are you, like, just going to feel validated and win games? Yeah, no, it, it's not always necessary to say, I bought this guy for X value, and then I'm going to sell him for Y value. You can just, you know, say, okay, I bought this guy for X value, and now he's giving me this many points to my team. So, uh, I mean, I could, you know, theoretically, if Sammy Watkins went off to a scorching start, uh, and then I could sell him, you know, Sammy Watkins in two seconds for OBJ. If that, you know, if that happens, then maybe I would sure. go, go and try it. But 
no, I'm not buying with the intentions to sell after a hot start. I'm buying with intentions of uh, benefiting after a hot start. I like those a lot, Nathan. And I and I generally don't like Alshon. I've hated his value forever. That's it, I, I agree. Now is probably the time to to own Alshon. Yeah, I've just I've actually bought a couple more shares recently. Um, and I, my my actual buy that I'm bringing to the segment here uh, is probably the. It's definitely the most unsexy uh, name we're going to drop in this conversation, but Zach Ricky Ertz. Jones? <laughs> no, it's not Ricky Fields Jones. That was that was my last week or whenever that was. Take but uh, Zach Jones. Zach. I, it's another tight end. Zach Ertz is my buy right now. Um, his his value hasn't changed at all. He lost his real competition for targets on that offense, and I don't know if you guys have noticed yet, but Carson Wentz still isn't any good. Um, so those check down passes to take is outrageous (laughs) check down passes to his tight end who likes to fall forward for a half extra yard, um, are going to be very, very, very solid throughout the season. Like I said before, no more Jordan Matthews. Um, I'm still buying Alshon too, but they can, they can coexist there. I believe I I think Zach will get enough targets, um, to make that, (laughs) to make that spot. Uh, worthwhile and like I said his, his value hasn't caught up yet um, and my sell is no one's gonna like this but my sell is Christian McCaffrey because I mean the the couple of places I had him I've already moved on and I've gotten into low-end wide receiver one high-end wide receiver two players um, the you know, my only share of Allen Robinson I got for McCaffrey I got Allen Robinson and something for McCaffrey so I mean if at those prices I will sell all day every day I like. I actually like the Allen Robinson buy. I'm doing that myself if I if I can. Yeah, Allen Allen Robinson is a terrific buy right now. He's another yeah. guy that I, that I'm just all over. Uh, and I've actually had success with one first. By the way, wow. I, I have pulled up two trades with one first. That is, I, I don't know. It's like not, like as they accept. I, I just throw it out there as a starter, and then that gets accepted. It's like wow, again, that's nuts. Yeah, I'm like, so, I mean, yeah. Go ahead, Chad. I'm, I'm team, like, 2015 production right now. Like, I'm looking at guys like Hopkins, <laughs> Gurley, Allen Robinson. Yeah. Um, those guys are all cheap right now. I mean, Allen like, Robinson was two, oh, 2015 production. All right. Yeah, like, I'm I'm looking at, like, these 2015 production, all had a dip in 2016. Um, and I believe in their talent and their situations where – I'm I'm trying to grab them, and especially in redraft. Like I got all those guys in my redraft leagues, like really late. Like Sammy Watkins was in the six, like six oh seven. I think I got him on Friday in my home lead, redraft league. And I mean, taking a shot right there and, and redraft is like I'm I'm fine with. Like, give me, give me, give me, give me. Before we get into Grandma Nancy's favorite uh, dynasty trade cast game, let's talk about our good friends at Reality Sports Online. Have you ever wished you could be an NFL general manager? Well, now you can, thanks to Reality Sports Online, a powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. Reality Sports Online was created by a former NFL front office personnel and features a revolutionary free agency auction room, which mimics NFL free agency, enabling fantasy owners to negotiate and sign NFL's top talent to single- or multi-year contracts. The platform can host up to 32 teams and has tons of other cool features in addition to free agency, like a redraft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, injured reserve, automated contract, and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Test your general manager skills today for free with our 14-day free trial at realitysportsonline.com. If you like what you, what you see, use the promo code TRADECAST10 to receive a 10% discount on your league today. Once again, that's TRADECAST10. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. All right, let's get real with some Dynasty Card Sharks. I don't remember what the song is. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Was that, was that, that. Like under the sea that just started? Were you like, under the sea? Under the sea. Up on the shore. This is all day. The hot crustacean way. All right. Well, Nathan rolled into that like he was going to host this one, but I am actually going to host this one. Yay, everyone's favorite. Um, Wait, bro, so, he rolled yeah. in with with a Disney theme song. I'm so in, man. <laughs> I I wish he had. I wish he had finished the song. It's like a shout out to S- SFB7 right there. Yeah, it is. It is. There you go. Yeah, Ariel Lee. Life. All right. So we are playing Card Sharks tonight. 
Uh, for those of you that don't know how it works, what I will do is I will give a player, and this week uh, and for the foreseeable future, the way we're going to do it is by using the um, Rotoviz trade calculator on uh, on rotoviz.com. And so what we'll do is I'll give a player, I'll give their calculator value, and then I will give another player who is you know similarly valued. And the guys have to try to figure out if he's higher or lower. And then we'll discuss where they should actually be, whether one's higher, lower, blah, blah, blah. So let's yeah, jump just, in. Just to clarify, value-wise, the, the, it goes from 1 to 100. So you have like Odell at like 96. You have, uh, I assume, Cameron Meredith at like 1 right now. <laughs> yeah, and, and for those of you that don't know how it works, it's based on um, a combination of ADP and historical trade value. So they'll go through and just dig through tons and tons and tons of trades and Got tons of drafts mind. and compile it all together it's awesome um so our first player on the board with a calculator value of 13 is ben roethlisberger what i need from you guys is to find out if deshaun watson is higher or lower we'll start with you chad deshaun watson i'm gonna say he's lower nathan lower and eric yeah, I feel like you're trying to trick us. I'll go Watson's higher, and that's silly. Stop buying into the retirement hype on Roethlisberger. Enjoy your free money with him on your team for the next two years. So Deshaun Watson is actually lower. He has a calculated Damn value it. of 12, wow. which to me is yeah. – I mean, it doesn't it doesn't seem all that crazy. I, I think I'd rather have Deshaun, but at the same time, I mean, that seems like – that mm. seems pretty pretty accurate to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm basically all in on Deshaun in all my Superflex leagues right now, and I'm kind of sinker swim with him. But man, I'd, I'd take two years of Ben Roethlisberger production over who knows what we'll have with Watson. Yeah, it's not Wait, even close well, to Superflex. I have a, I have a, uh, I have a um, drunk or not with Chad. Uh, Chad. Oh, oh God. When we game made within a game, game seven. It's inception. This was yeah. one of the. This was a. Drunk or was not. This a drunk or not trade? No, I'm, I'm asking you. When we made the Miles Gaskin Debbie spot for oh, yeah. uh, for Deshaun Watson trade, were you drunk or not? I'm always drunk, so probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Next on the list with a calculator value of 27 is Marshawn Lynch, and what I need to know is whether Amir Abdullah is higher or lower. Let's start with Eric this time. Lower, I'll go lower. And it's actually crazy that Marshawn Lynch is that much higher than Ben Roethlisberger. But I guess it's a 1QB league, so what are you going to do? Right. Chad? What was the question? Uh, Marshawn Lynch at 27, and then you've got Amir Abdullah, higher or lower? Amir Abdullah is higher. Nathan? I'm surprised that Lynch is this high, um, but I'm still going to say Abdullah is higher. Amir Abdullah is, in fact, higher. He has a value yeah, of 28 in the calculator. And, I, I mean, I'm with you guys. This Marshawn being that high is super surprising to me. I don't know if, if I'm missing something or or if he, like, developed a new back in that year he was gone um, or if he somehow <laughs> didn't get older for a year. Like, I, I don't I – don't I really, really, really don't understand. What is he? He's, he's, he's like 26, right, Dan? I mean – He's no, not that he's old. Like, right? He's like forty-three. Actually, if you I, I don't get it. Two, you have the real age. Fun <laughs> fact for the listeners at home: if you want to do some math, you'll learn his real age. <laughs> I really don't get it. It's it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I, I understand the touches. I get it, but his dynasty value should not be that high. You guys. Yeah, I, I think that if we're just talking about these two players in particular. I think that the argument to be made is that, okay, with running backs, you can't really count on them more than a one- or two-year window anyways. And so Lynch is is in the better offense and has the easier path to, you know, touches. So, yes, Abdullah is going to get in Detroit, but he's still going to lose the targets to uh, theoretic and could lose goal and carries to Zach Center. So, who would value Lynch above Abdullah would silly be saying, okay, this is a one-year window thing, and I'm not worried about running backs past that. And to be fair, Lynch might win you a league this year, but I doubt it. No, I mean, I I, I like uh, Lynch for this year 
a little bit, but I'd rather have Amir Abdullah like by far because I mean this is another guy that I I really like coming out. Um, I'm I'm hoping he can stay healthy. Dude's electric when he's on the field, and um, I think he can give you the the running and pass catching ability uh, out of the backfield. So uh, easily for me, it's Amir Abdullah. Love it. Um, okay, next on the list we have uh, a Josh Doxson who has a calculator value of twenty. And we need to know if Pierre Garçon is higher or lower. Nathan, I'm going to start with you. little rivalry action here, huh? Ooh, I like it. What's what's the rival? I don't get it. What's the rivalry part of this? They both were wide receivers last year for the Skins. Okay. Uh, under. <laughs> oh, my God. All Lord. right. Uh, I'll, I will take Pierre Garçon has a higher value than Doxton because his value is completely out of control, listeners. Do not go by Pierre Garçon. It's outrageous right now. Gonna be- <laughs> Chad, what do you got? <laughs> Me? Uh, yeah, I am actually buying Pierre Garçon. I mean, I think this guy <laughs> this guy is usually going to push for 100 receptions in the next two, three years. And Doxon, I don't know if is ever going to be a thing. As much as I liked him as a prospect, um, sometimes we just have to let go and let production kind of take its place. <laughs> so I'm going with Pierre Garçon. So did you, ha- you have him higher than Doxon? Yeah. Okay, so the calculator actually tells us that Pierre Garçon has a value of 18, which would be Whoa. lower. Um, wow. so Do that on the trademark and come back and talk to me. No big deal. No big deal. Trade this market. Is, I mean, this is like the this is the ultimate version of production versus potential. Wow. It, you don't you don't know what you have in Doxon. Obviously, we you know all, everyone that liked him. Hi, Frank. Um, wants him <laughs> to just be a world beater, but. You already have Pierre Garçon. I mean, like, I'm with Chad. I'm buying Pierre Garçon. I think, I think he could very easily be a top five, top six wide receiver, at least from like a target perspective. Um, we don't know how good Brian Hoyer, you know, is gonna is gonna be. Those he could probably catch at like a fifty percent rate based on those targets. But I think, I think it's gonna be a monster a couple of years for him. Yeah, I. I I feel like I'm I'm so torn, man. So torn. Sorry, you're losing your 0 for three. No, I really um, am 0 and... for three. This is this is a rarity <laughs> in these games. Enjoy your okay, victory, Eric, boys. After, after, wait, hold on. We have we have one more one more set, and then we have one where you can catch back up. So All right, well, our we last... want to play double or nothing on the last one, maybe, and then I can win on the well, last. Yeah, couple? yeah. No, we're we're gonna give you a chance at okay, least to perfect. to try. So so before we get to the the really fun one. We're going to go with a couple of tight ends. We have um, David Njoku. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that David correctly. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, his his uh, calculator value. <laughs> his calculator value is also 20, similar to Josh Doxson. What we need to know is if Jimmy Graham is higher or lower. Uh, Chad, we'll go back to you. Jimmy Graham higher. He better be higher. I mean, Eric? I agree. I, Chad actually said exactly everything I wanted to say there. Like this is this is full on <laughs> shenanigans if he's not higher. This better be yeah. higher, Nathan. I'm I'm going higher as well. Clean sweep. You guys finally got one right. Jimmy Graham has a calculator value of 23, um, and it was actually surprising that it was that close. I mean, I get the the rookie tight end love this year, but uh, it seemed kind of too close for comfort. And I actually thought Jimmy Graham would be worth more, but that yeah. falls kind of in in the zone there. And if you really think about it, Njoku went around that 108, 109 range in rookie drafts. And I, I haven't seen Jimmy since the injury. I haven't seen Jimmy Graham get sold for like a mid first since then. So, um, I mean, it might just be a case of Jimmy Graham being a veteran and a guy that isn't really traded that often. But I definitely never saw Graham go for a higher price than where Njoku was getting picked. Plus, he only has one season left in Seattle, and we don't really know where where he's going. He's going to be, what, 30, I think, going into next year. And I think with the knee injury, I mean, I guess I can kind of see it. But for me, that's not even close. But, yeah. You guys are smart. I like this. All right. So we're going to throw a little wrench into the game. We don't normally do this, but we are going to try. Um, so we need these players in order based on their calculator trade value. Eric, I'm going to start with you. We have Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin Cook, Corey Davis, and Rob Gronkowski. I need to know in what order they fall in value. Mm. All right. I will start with Gronk. I will 
go second. I'll, I'll throw Aaron Rodgers at the – no, maybe not. I feel like Aaron Rodgers at the end. I'm just going to go all in here. I'm going to go Gronk, Cook, Davis, Rodgers. Final answer. Okay. Chad, what oh. do you think? Say the names again. Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin Cook, Corey Davis, and Rob Gronkowski. I'm going to go Davis, Cook, Gronk, A-Rod. Nathan. I'm, I'm going to go Davis, Gronk, Cook, A-Rod. So I think anyone that put Gronk second, those were the only correct answers. Oh. According to the Rotoviz trade calculator, Aaron Rodgers has a value of 47. Rob Gronkowski has a value of 46. Corey Davis, 42. And Dalvin Cook, 40, which is actually kind of surprising, um, especially considering all of the recent love for him in the last month or so. Um, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers being the highest valued there? I think that's a, I, I think that's a poor. If you're, if you're drafting Aaron Rodgers before those guys, I think that's tough. I feel like they uh, might have been pulling from super draft leagues. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I left I left the the two QB and the super flex stuff out. So it only it only pulls from one quarterback uh, values as well as trades. It's interesting. I mean, we play in a lot of expert leagues where the where the QB is just not valued that much. But yeah. uh, and I think we all kind of subscribe to that. So uh, it's it's shocking to see him at the top. But I mean, I guess it's not crazy for the general fantasy football public. But uh, my order was correct, fantasy football public. So if you go out and you <laughs> want to draft guys, just by all means, treat yourself. <laughs> what I will say in, in defense of the of the values that are given, um, we we a lot of times see those kind of guys, the Rodgers and the Gronks, go before their trade value would go. If you if you could think of it in those terms, like you could draft Gronk in the high second. But there's, you're not getting that return for him if you try to trade for him. Same thing with Rodgers. If you draft Rodgers in the third or maybe the early fourth or wherever you're getting him, you're not getting that value back. You can't turn around and trade him for a wide receiver too uh, unless you have just a team that didn't draft any any quarterbacks and has like 15 wide receivers. So I can understand it from that perspective at least. Yeah, yeah all right. Um, let's go ahead and wrap the show. <clears throat> and uh, wrapping the show, I want to remind everybody you can get a listeners-only 30% discount to Rotoviz. Um, if you sign up through the link on our podcast, that's uh, rotoviz.com uh, slash podcast, uh, or you can message us on uh, on Twitter at Rotoviz. So um, also remember to rate and review the pod. That is inherently important. If you love the pod, you want people to listen to the pod, that is the best way to give us a referral. Uh, people can find the pod. They will listen to the pod like Chad Scott does, apparently. Good for you, Chad Scott. Good for you. I do, man. We are uh, now up to 10 and a half listeners. Yeah, 10 points, man. We, we keep bringing guests on, and finally we got one who listened. Uh, all right, <laughs> so to wrap, to wrap the show real quick, I know the show is already going long. Uh, let's have some fun because I know Dan and I, and, and actually all three of us gave our take that Blake Bortles wouldn't fi- finish the season. How many games, if you had to set an over-under for Blake Bortles starting the season, would you give, starting with guest Chad Scott? Uh, I will go with... Nine... Okay, all right. I'm not even going to start there. Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> Four and a half. All right. Dan, my answer, so I'll go three and a half. All right. I will go with one and a half. I think he starts one game in RIP Blake Bortles. Uh, all right. Should, should well, we make should we make this into a beer bet? Yeah, or a spark or a sparkling water bet for me? Uh, yeah. What is this? You stopped drinking. I invited him to Vegas, by the way, and he refused. This is something. I didn't refuse. Some people have to work. Good lord. Uh, well, I mean, wait, you, wait, hold on. You invited Dan you, to Vegas, but not me. Yeah. Well, sometimes when you show up early, Nathan, for the they don't pod, allow fifteen-year-olds into Vegas. I was going to say like, you have to be twenty-one or over, date, Nathan. <laughs> All right. I mean, you well, can, your middle, to your middle school show, could probably take a, a vacation trip or something. I don't know. Maybe a, he might, I might invite Nathan, and I guarantee he'll say no. Spoiler alert, he's definitely saying no, but he's going to be offended that I didn't invite him. And uh, we are going to go ahead and wrap the show. Chad Scott, thank you for coming on, man. Thank you, man. I guess I had a blast, man. I've, I've always been wanting to get on the show. I promise you, like, I do listen, uh, and I have been wanting to get on. And so, you know, I thank you. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Well, you can hear Chad Scott. If you love Chad Scott, you can hear him every week on the DLF pod. Uh, 
and he also writes for DLF. So uh, yeah. go out there and seek him. What, what's your he's Twitter also, handle? No, I was going to say, he's also Our real guy. good at the Twitters. I, I have my moments. I'm only good at like, changing my name on Twitter. What's that? I said, what's your what's your handle on, on Twitter, Chad? I am at Chad underscore Scott 13. All right. He told the listeners where to follow him. And on that note, this show went way too long. It was fun. And we will catch up with you guys next week. <laughs>